hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Common Thread Podcast. My name is Lizzie, and today I have my great friend Ellis Rock with me. What? what? Um, she rocks. And that's not my a name. Pun on her name. I've <laughs> never heard that before. <laughs> no one's sarcastic. Ever in made that joke to me in the last hour? <laughs> so I love Ellis. I actually met Ellis through a really good friend, um, Haybrook. You're listening. Um, and so I met her. She has some girl nights at her house, and she's just all inclus- inclusive and just loving and compassionate to everyone she comes across. Um, but she's also super I feel like you're setting the bar really high. <laughs> it's because the bar is really high, Ellis, and you surpass it. <laughs> Lord, I don't know about that. No, but she's also really straightforward, really honest, and tells it how it is. And so today we're just going to have some fun, and we're going to talk about the Enneagram and life. The what? The Enneagram. The Enneagram? Is it Enneagram? It's Enneagram. Enneagram? <laughs> is it right. Enneagram? <laughs> I think that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> so I can't even pronounce it right. Apparently it's the Enneagram. So we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. Nope. Enneagram? Enneagram. 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 Why is it Enneagram? I don't know. Is there any background to that Why is Lizzie Lizzie? That's that's very true. Very good question. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the Enneagram. That's right. And life. And I love that I've been on your podcast for two minutes and I'm like correcting you. I promise. <laughs> the whole thing won't be like this. No, I love it. I love it though. Okay. So, Ellis. Yeah. Tell us a little about yourself. Who is Ellis? Who is Ellis? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out. True. Um, we, aren't we all? But <laughs> let's hope so. Yeah. If we're not trying to, like, figure out ourselves a little bit, right. we've got some other issues. Um, but so I am Ellis Rock. I'm 23 yeah, yeah. at this exact Jordan moment. Year. Jordan Jordan year. That's mm-hmm. right. I went straight from the Taylor Swift year yes. into the Jordan year. I don't know what 24 is supposed to be. I don't, I don't know if it's really anything. All I know is that I have been looking forward to my 24th birthday more than any other birthday. Why? Probably of my life so far. Because for the past four years, I've had a plan to have a 24-hour birthday party oh on my, my 24th birthday. I love it. I'm so stoked. I love it. So I have maybe five When's more your birthday? Months. March. Okay. So by the time this podcast comes out, it may, I may be 24. We could be very close <laughs> to this 24-hour yeah. birthday party. That's right. Tell me, tell me a little bit about this 24-hour birthday party. So I haven't entirely figured it out yet. Uh-huh. Um, all we know is it's 24 hours. That's all we know. <laughs> I, back when I li- so I'm from Louisiana. Uh-huh. Back when I lived in Louisiana, I had like just a much better grasp of what we could do, like types of activities to keep people busy for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. The activities here are a little different because weather is so different. By March in Louisiana, I mean, weather's back up to, like, 70 degrees. Sure, you get in the summer. Oh, I mean, yeah. We, like, live in summer, and it's You might have, like, three feet of snow. Maybe three weeks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it could be blizzarding. Mm -hmm. Is that a verb? Yeah, blizzarding. Blizzarding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Iowa. Blizzards are, like, second nature. I mean, we're just like, yeah, it's a blizzard. Let's go. Swim. Frolic. <laughs> yeah. In the snow. Right. Um, so I have less of an idea of like how to entertain a group of people for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But I just am ready for that moment where we, the ones who have made it a full 24 hours, just look at each other and we're like, 
Oh yeah. Here we are. <laughs> we did it. What if it's a, what if we it's a night? We partied for 24 hours straight. What if it's a work night? You just like So actually okay, so I want to say that my birthday is on a Thursday. Oh, okay. Um of next year. So that is a challenge. I'm thinking of maybe starting Thursday night on okay. my birthday, right? And going into the Friday. Okay. And doing all day Friday. So anyone who comes would take off Friday from okay, work. Got it, got it. But then they'd have a full weekend. To recover. to recover, yeah, yeah, yeah. From That's being important. up for twenty four hours straight. I'm like, I'm so pretty sure I feel I read like somewhere that if you stay up for like twenty four hours, it takes your body like a week to recover. Oh, it's the worst. Do you ever? But it's worth did it. Did you ever do that in like high school or college? Oh yeah, I would stay up, especially in college, because you had to you know take those tests early mm-hmm. in the morning, and I would stay up till. I wouldn't. I don't think the last the last all nighter I pulled was probably when I was a, a nursing major. Which was like you were a nursing major. I was a nursing major. Oh, my freshman and sophomore year of college <laughs> that I definitely was not a nursing major anymore. But that's probably the last time I pulled an all-nighter because that's crazy, um, and nursing school is crazy. But usually, and when I switched my ministry or my major to ministry, I you, was like, wait, you switched from nursing to ministry? Yeah, it was a huge jump. <laughs> You went to ORU. I did. Yep. That, well, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that was not an option at LSU. <laughs> No, I had to change schools to do all that. Oh. Yeah, I was I uh, went to school at Nyack, which is a community college in my hometown in Iowa. Oh. And then I went to a a school up in a private school up in Iowa for nursing and then I was like, Yeah, no, this ain't for me. That ain't And I moved back and then I went to ORU and switched my major. Um, but yeah, when I got to ORU, I would stay up to like one or two and then I'm like, you know, it's really not life or death. And if I don't know it, I don't know it. So that was probably the last time I You're like, I'm majoring in ministry. Surely the Holy Ghost is on my side. (laughs) I was like, God will tell me these answers during my test tomorrow. No, he wouldn't. No. He was like, "Mm, responsibility. He did not. (laughs) No. But anyway, back to the Enneagram. (laughs) I don't think we ever got to the Enneagram. I don't think we ever got to the Enneagram. We talked about its uh, pronunciation. We did. Enneagram. Enneagram, yeah. For all That's of correct. you, um, you know, heathens. I and feel like some people probably say Enneagram, but there's definitely the EA. Like, Enneagram. Yep. Enneagram. Nope. Enneagram. Yep. <laughs> we, we, I, this could be. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this is it. The whole hour, we this are only podcast. talking about how to pronounce the word. <laughs> The word Enneagram. There you go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever pronounced it Enneagram. Ever. I just read it. I'm pretty sure I've heard people say it, and I'm like, mm, yeah, Enneagram. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. All right. So Enneagram, yeah. now that we have the pronunciation down, yeah. what what even is it? What is Enneagram? So Enneagram. I I feel like it's easier to describe. Okay, first of all, let me give this disclaimer of I love the Enneagram. Mainly because it's just been helpful for me to better understand myself mm-hmm. and better understand others and relate to others. It's been super great for my relationships and stuff like that. Um, however, I am not an expert on the Enneagram. Right. And so I don't know. This is a conversation between two friends 
who one knows more about the Enneagram than the other. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. <laughs> Great description. But anything beyond that is like. And I prom- prom- I can recommend you, some podcasts. But... I am not the one that knows more than the other in this scenario. So it's going to be easier for me to tell you what the Enneagram is not before I tell you kind okay. of what I think the Enneagram is. Perfect. The Enneagram is not a personality test. Okay. I think that's the biggest mis- – why are you looking at me like this? Because I literally – No, I don't disagree. I literally <laughs> agree with you, but it's because I am always, like – I go to that label eat really yeah. easily, and I'm always like, oh, personality test. And then I tell myself – because that's this isn't the first time I've heard that. Yeah. So I tell myself, no, Lizzie, this isn't a personality test. But I think I've taken so many personality tests, mm-hmm. and people talk about them so much, that, like, when someone comes to me, this isn't a pers- personality test, I'm like, okay, yeah. Really? I agree with that. But there is a type of person who is the exact opposite of you who is like, I am not taking another personality test. Like, take your Myers-Briggs and leave. (laughs) You know? Exactly. So, the Myers-Briggs, no, nope, the Enneagram. (laughs) LOL, please keep that in. (laughs) I will. will. (laughs) So, the Enneagram is uh, is not a personality test. Uh, It does talk about personality but the the point of it is not to tell you what your personality is Mm -hmm. the point of it is to identify what you as a person what are your core fears and your motivations okay in a really like short way to say it the enneagram tells you how you're broken as a person oh nice yeah i need more of that everyone (laughs) love that (laughs) so the Enneagram tells you how you're broken as a person. And then a lot of times people who are broken in the same way or mm-hmm. are motivated by the same thing, because brokenness and your motivation, a lot of times you're motivated by certain fears right. and stuff they, like they that. They can tie in together. Exactly. And so um, a lot of people who are motivated by super similar things are going to present personality types that are really similar. Mm. So... Uh, the Enneagram has nine different types of people within it, and each type of person is motivated or broken in a different way. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so a lot of times, like, threes will present in personality very similarly because... Tell everyone what your number is. Oh, yeah, I'm a three. Sorry, I should have said that from the beginning. (laughs) So threes will present in personality really similar Mm -hmm. to other threes, um, which is just very confident, very we're going to get the job done. We're technically considered the performer achiever. So we will be anything and do anything that we need to do or be to get the job done. Um, And so that stems from just a general fear of being unworthy, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like if you take a whole group of people who believe that to be worthy as a person, they have to earn it, Mm -hmm. then you will see a whole bunch of achievers. Right. Because all they want to do is achieve so they can prove their value. Right. So you can see how an underlying fear or motivation would feed into people having similar personalities. Mm. But you do not you do not want to I try and identify what number you are based on what your personality traits are. Got you it. want to go to the heart of the issue and the heart of the issue a lot of times will show you the brokenness and the motivation. Yeah, it will show you the personality traits. That's really interesting because I know I'm a one. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations with people about Enneagram stuff. 
and it's like come to the surface without them even asking me like what drives you in life or something like that I'm always like am I good at this Mm. am I good in general am I a good person I ask that question I ask Tyler all the time I'll be like I'll cook something is is it good Mm-hmm. I'll like clean a certain thing. It's like, is that good? Mm-hmm. Like, am I good? I'll write something or I'll speak on something and I'll be like, did I do good? Like, am I good? Like, yeah. does that make sense? And he was like, he, I, I remember he got irritated with me. Not irritated with me, but just like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, you're good. Why do you always ask me if you're good? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. And then it, I wasn't until later when I took the Enneagram, Enneagram, mm-hmm. sorry, the Enneagram, and I started reading about my type. That I was like, oh my gosh, this, this makes, makes so, so much, much sense. sense. It makes yeah. it makes sense as to why I ask this all the time. And I remember telling Tyler, oh, <laughs> it was kind of funny at first because I was like, well, according to my Enneagram. And he was like, what? He was like, I'm he, sorry, what? Because he barely even knew what that was. He still doesn't really know. I tell him, it, like, because he took the test and he got a number. And yeah. I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And then he'll do something. I'm like, you're such a nine. And oh he was like, I don't gosh. know what that means. I'm like, I barely know what that means either. But, like, I feel like I see an Enneagram memes on Instagram. Uh-huh. And I totally can put you in a nine category. Oh, like, my gosh. So easily. So, okay, so wait. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. Because Tyler took a test. Mm-hmm. And it told him that he was a nine. Mm-hmm. And you probably took a test. I and took it a told test. you that you were a one. It told me I was, like, one eight and like something else like it gave me three eight? and I'm like how can I be interesting how can I be three different numbers huh. it said it said out of these three like, okay be... so let me uh, I can tell you exactly why it okay, says that okay. the, I, I think this is one of the this is one of the things that lose people okay when okay. it comes to the Enneagram okay. I personally love this okay 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 we're listening okay. I'm captivated <laughs> oh my gosh so the Enneagram was not constructed by one person who developed some sort of theory and they have the corner of the market on the Enneagram. Okay. The Enneagram is a is a concept that has been developed and added to by different theologians and monks mm. and like random people throughout literal centuries mm-hmm. of time. So it has been along around for a really, okay. really long time. It didn't just come out in 2018. It did not just come out in 2018. God bless us. <laughs> And so um, you have other tests like strength finders that's mm-hmm. gonna like identify your top strengths or Myers Briggs, which is gonna like I took that too. Yep. I took that one too. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's so there's so many of them. Um, but specific companies or specific groups or specific organizations came up with this one theory, and there is a test, just one mm-hmm. that you can take that will tell you your number. The Enneagram is not like that. There has been so much information added to the theory over hundreds of years that one organization doesn't have the corner of the market on the Enneagram. You can't take one test and figure out your number. It's You can take a test and it can ask you questions about yourself and do its best to narrow down what you could possibly be. Mm -hmm. But the only way to really find out your number is to read on it yourself mm-hmm. and do some like real soul searching and get very honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I found that a lot of people end up mistyping on the Enneagram, not because they took the wrong test or because they read the wrong books, mm-hmm. but because 
the Enneagram is, like I said, dealing with how you're broken as a person. Mm. And a lot of people they don't, don't, they don't that. want yeah. to actually see how they're yeah. broken as a person. They want someone to talk to them about their personality. Yeah. They want someone to tell them about all the oh ways they're at. great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like this, The Strength Finders was that for me. I was like, yeah, I'm an achiever. Oh, my gosh, I'm so futuristic. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. You're just feeding me right now. Thank you. Walk out feeling so much better. Oh, my gosh. I'm a learner. I have so I'm, many strengths. I'm into connectedness. Yeah, you know what I mean? Connectedness. Like, yes. That was my number one. I was like, what the heck is connectedness? Lord. And so, but the, the strength finder sexy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. It's like, let me tell you all the ways that you're great. Right. And the Enneagram is like busting in on the other yeah. side. And they're like, let me tell you all the ways you suck. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah. And so you struggled with this as a child, and this is why. And this is why you always struggle with that. Yeah. And so, and so a lot of people want the benefits of knowing their personality, but they don't actually want to come face to face with their brokenness. And so they're, you know, sitting in other chairs or at other numbers and saying, I'm a three. Like, I work really hard. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, any number can work really hard. Right. That's not exclusive mm-hmm. to the threes. Just like creativity isn't exclusive to a four. And right. and perfectionism isn't exclusive to a one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there are stereotypes that definitely fit certain numbers more oh, than yeah. others. But that doesn't mean that you can't flow. Right. And that's something that I read, too, when I was looking at it a little bit was that just because you're a one or a two or a three does not mean that you get everything that a one, that a two, that a three does. Because I remember when I first found out I was one and there were so many things, even things that I didn't like, that I was like, yep, that's me. I do that. Like, I love that I do these things. And yeah, I don't love that I do do these things. I'll just ignore that (laughs) for now. Oh, yeah. Um, But then there was other things about ones that I, like, don't – like I didn't connect with. Can there be some things that I don't agree with as a or not agree with, but just like Th- that don't feel like that you don't feel like me? Yeah. Well, and you have to keep in mind that yes, there are nine different types, and everyone falls somewhere on the spectrum. But there's also a spectrum for each number, mm-hmm. and that spectrum is a spectrum of health. Mm-hmm. Are you healthy or mm-hmm. are you unhealthy? Mm-hmm. And so there are like there are some things that that are said about threes that I'm like, oh, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Like I've grown. Like <laughs> I have grown. I'm a praise grown God. Woman. Now there are other things. Lord, Lord, help me. I get it. He knows. I get it. You know, but there are some things like, so, for instance, a lot of people think threes are really fake, mm-hmm. right? We're known for being a chameleon number. Like we mm. can be whatever we need to be in the moment. So I can. I still can walk into a room, take all the entire room in, and make a decision about who do I need to be in this room right now. Mm. But for a lot of threes, that looks like schmoozing people mm-hmm. and flattery and a lack of authenticity. And it's like a who do I need to be right now to get exactly what I want. Right. You know what I mean? So that's like that's a totally different thing. I have a real commitment to authenticity in my life. Sure. I'm like, I am going to be transparent. Mm-hmm. I am going to speak my mind. Um, I'm going to do so in love. And when I need to hold my tongue, I will. But I will not uh, put on a front for anyone. Um, And so, but that has been a part of growth as a human being. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I was already growing in that area before I ever knew anything about the Enneagram. And so I start reading things about the threes of like how fake they are and how people hate them. And I was like, wait, that's not me though. (laughs) People hate them. You're like, oh, 
my goodness. That's funny that you say that because I know for ones, at least on when I'm reading that, like there's a lot of things that people like think of ones or like that they're like, I'm trying to even think of something off the top of my head. But like that stereotypes. They're very, they're very rigid. Yeah. Very perfectionist. Very, and I'm like, I'm not rigid. <laughs> and then I'm like, am I? <laughs> no. But you like, know what, Lizzie, though? You do have definite, like, systems that you establish. Mm-hmm. You, I, I've never known you to do anything that you weren't like, okay, I'm not just going to do this one time. I'm going to do this every week on this day <laughs> at true. this time. <laughs> and in order to get this done, mm-hmm. I need to have this done by this time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, That's very true. You, I'm very systematic when it comes to certain things like that yeah and then I've also noticed I was telling someone else this the other day that I feel like I am the most healthy when I have that stuff but I also do something out of my character yeah so like which I've tried to figure out with a one like like what does that mean Mm -hmm. but then I'm like I don't want to focus everything on yeah like my type but like for example um both tattoos I've gotten have been spontaneous yeah I've wanted them but then I was just like, but you didn't know I that didn't day know. that you I were gonna. I went on a date with Tyler, and Tyler's like, "Do you want a tattoo?" And I'm like, "Heck yeah!" And I walk in there and I got a tattoo, and that I wild. love my tattoos. And I actually texted my cousin; she's coming for Christmas, and I'm like, "Let's get a tattoo when you're here." And she's like, "Okay." And so <laughs> we're probably gonna get tattoos. And so I love, but I walk away from stuff like that feeling so like liberated, liberated. Like yeah. I feel more me when I have a system. And I have all these things that ones are supposed to have, but then I go out and I do something crazy like dye my hair blue or like get a tattoo randomly. And I don't know what that means for a one, but I do know that for me, Mm -hmm. I would not feel 100% myself if I was strictly what just everyone's stereotypical thought a one should be. Yeah, totally. And so that was one of my questions about the Enneagram is how how do you like take stuff like that like when when I if I have a random like crazy streak with in this area and Mm -hmm. I feel more me when I'm like that uh, but I also feel a lot like me when I my house is in order and it's clean and you know I have my systems and my dates and my schedules and my color coding and my planner which I do (laughs) so it's like I feel almost like two sides of a coin like yeah I'm this but I'm also way over here I think it just goes back to it's not about personality true it's not about how you present Mm -hmm. it is all about what you're motivated by okay that's it. So, like, motivation-wise. Yeah. Like, if I, like, one is motivation is to be good. Mm-hmm. How can that be healthy? Or, like, how, how does that tie with being, like, a healthy one or an unhealthy one? Yeah. And, like, so your motivation. So, you have to come to realize that there is, where, where there is brokenness, there is healing for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I think for you, that looks like not this constant questioning of, am I good? Am I good? Am I good? It is, oh my gosh. Okay, maybe I wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe because of my sin I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But in Christ, I am, I am righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I am all of the good things. I'm yeah. a child of God. I'm yeah. a royal priesthood. I'm yeah. a chosen nation. Yeah. I am all, I'm more than good. Yeah. I'm amazing. I'm God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Not in a, in a inflated prideful no, no. sense. It's an identity But thing. it's, it is an identity thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, not this question of am I good? It's, oh my gosh, God has made me good. Mm-hmm. It is innately, this is my nature now. Mm-hmm. Like this is who I am. Yeah. And so I don't have to question this. And I think it's, 
you will a uh, one will go to the unhealthy end of the spectrum oh, when they're yeah. constantly questioning am mm-hmm. i good do mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying but as you move toward health ultimately that looks like being able to walk confidently having an answer to that question mm-hmm. and when you believe that about yourself you will be able to um walk out every area of your life more healthily mm-hmm. right because we act according to what we believe, believe. yeah that's so good not mm-hmm. what we know. Mm-hmm. You can have all the information in the world. You can read all yeah. the books. You could do all the personality tests. Mm-hmm. You can read all the books about Enneagram. You could do extensive study on self and mm-hmm. knowledge of self and interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, all of the things. But if you don't just bring it back to... Right. Your identity. Yeah, your identity. It's... I, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What you believe about yourself is one of the most important things. I mean, it will determine the way that you carry yourself. It will determine the way you you live your life. Mm -hmm. It will determine the way that you interact with other people, how healthy your relationships are. Like, it determines everything. Mm -hmm. What do you believe about God and what do you believe about you? Yeah, that's so good because I think, at least for me, learning the Enneagram Mm -hmm. and especially being new to it, Mm -hmm. I'm in like definitely in the stage of learning what my fear and what my motivation is yeah and like that brokenness and like where that healing comes from and my motivations and my I've even noticed too there's like unhealthy motivations and then there's healthy motivations totally so like what am I motivating myself to do that's unhealthy well you live so at this point you can live from a place of goodness Mm -hmm. you're so right now instead of striving for goodness instead of saying is this good enough is this good enough is this good enough Mm -hmm. you can say it oh it's because God's made me good It's because I'm his masterpiece that the things that I put out into the world Mm -hmm. that are creative and fun are going to go well. Or, you know, it's because, and yeah, it's it's the whole from victory or for victory thing. Mm, That's good. So with the numbers. Yeah. What can you tell me about wings? Wings. Okay, so wings, as I understand them, again, not an Enneagram expert, right. is that you she didn't are... didn't go to Enneagram school. I did not go to Enneagram school. I'm not a certified Enneagram coach. <laughs> I feel like I need to give all the disclaimers. Whatever there is to be an expert in, it is not me. But um, as I understand it, uh, everyone has their main, their primary number. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of people, not everyone, because there are some people who don't have a wing. Like, mm-hmm. they are a true... Really? I didn't know that. Seven. Or a oh. true eight. Yes. How do like, you know? Well, how do you know what number you are? You just well, that's true. study it. That's true. You study it. Ask God. I mean, I don't I know. I feel like I've had so many people tell me every single... Like, either side. Like, I've had a million people be like, oh my gosh, you're such a wing nine. And then I have a bunch of other people that said, you're such a wing two. Yeah. And I'm like... I don't know what I am. You know, I, I but I don't think it's something that can be diagnosed right. by the outside world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's something that only you know. I had mistyped my wing for the longest time. So, mm-hmm. so let me back up. A yes, wing back up. is, so everyone has a primary number, but then anybody um, or, or most people can wing a number that's on either side of their number. So a three could wing two or wing four. A four could right. wing three or wing five. Um in the instance of a nine and a one, a one could wing two or wing nine, and a nine could wing one 
or wing eight. Does that okay. make sense? Yes, so it yeah. just goes, it go, the numbers go in a circle and you can wing whatever number is on the side. That makes sense. Either side of your number. And it just means that um, you are, like, for instance, I am a three, through, like, through and through. I am okay. absolutely a three. But I'm a wing four. So I pull characteristics and traits and certain motivations of a four as uh, into my main number, which is a three. Got it. Uh, but along the, those lines, what I was going to say is that I had mistyped. Like, I got it wrong. And I had multiple people say, uh, well, if you're a three, you're probably a wing two. You're probably a wing two. You're a wing two. You know? And not only that, but I was just like, I'm probably a wing two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the two is known uh, for for those who don't know about the Enneagram. The two is the helper. Like, yeah. the two is so just, like, nice. down to serve and be. I'm such a one wing two. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because it sounds right. so nice. It, sounds it does so nice. sound nice. So it's like easy to gravitate to when, yeah. it, when that's one of your wings. Well, and then I realized, I'm not a wing too. I'm just a Christian. <laughs> like, I, I just love God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I so, just like serving people. Okay. I'm well, just the most say it like that. Person. That's just joking. I'm teasing. Then I realized I'm not a wing too. Right, right. Um, and I had mistyped myself. And you really just have to do extensive study. I remember when I realized I was a wing four, I just cried. <laughs> Why? Just because I think it was just a I, I felt very known and very seen, yeah. but also very exposed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. This is this is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. so yeah, you just gotta you gotta do your research and and be willing to dig deep. I think that's it. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. All I really I'll have to I'll have, have to dig deep and figure out figure out my I mean if I am I if I'm thinking about it, there's a okay, there's a beam I've posted on my story. Oh, what? A meme? A meme. Yeah. And it was about the Instagram, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. It was so funny. And I will, so for all of you guys listening, I will post this meme on the Instagram page <laughs> that I have for this podcast. Oh, no. Um, But it was a picture. Have you ever seen Friends? Oh, yes. You see, you Every know, episode. You know when Joey is playing um the, when he's in the soap opera for everybody? And he's the Days of Our Lives? Yeah, and he's, yeah, yeah, and his face is on the TV, yes. and he's going like this, and he's looking, and he's yeah. like laughing, and it's like in the caption, I can't remember word for what it said, but essentially it was saying like when you see something online about your Instagram and nobody else's, <laughs> and you're just like, and like no one cares except and no the one cares watching themselves for, on yeah. TV, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny, and um, I looked I thought about it and I was like I do that all the time I'm like every time there's an Instagram thing I just go straight to the ones I'm like what does the one have to say about this awesome I'm not even kidding there was someone posted about um you know how they post all the numbers in one like post yeah one slide well the one was at the very back and my I'm not even kidding you my first thought was ones go at the front it's it's number (laughs) one number not because we're the best but because it goes one two three four five six but because it goes in order it goes in order Yeah, yeah yeah so it was it was stuff that annoys numbers. Yeah. And at the very end, I was like, you know, oh, like I have to go through all these other numbers. I roll these lesser numbers. I'm just joking. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I had to go through all these numbers, and I got to the end where the one was, and I was reading. And the very last bullet point on stuff that annoys ones was that you were last on this list. <laughs> I was like, 
I've never felt more called out in my life. That is awesome. But it's true because I only look at what my number is. I, you know what? I saw that same meme. I saw the same meme. And I remember reading the whole list of things that annoyed threes. And I was like... You're like, Ugh. this is horrifying. Like, there are some some memes that are online that you're like, yeah, it applies and it doesn't apply. This was like, with the exception of one thing on the list, yeah. the, one of the, thing, the things that annoy threes were like people asking you questions they could I Google. Saw that. I saw I that. was like, I complain about this so much. Like, to the point where later that day, uh, I, after laughing and feeling a little bit attacked by uh-huh. this meme, yeah, my, literally. my best friend and roommate, Brooke, who introduced us, asked me a question that could have been Googled. And I was like, that sounds like a question for Google. <laughs> I love her. So I will ask you this one question, Alice. Uh-huh. Um, Hit me. Why is knowing your Enneagram? <laughs> your Enneagram. Your Enneagram. Um, why is it important? So, I think it's important because, personally, I believe that knowing yourself Mm -hmm. is really important. Mm -hmm. If you look at, like, scripture to tell you who you are, as you should, scripture's going to say you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Like, you are, like, we've talked about this, you are God's masterpiece. You are... You know, a chosen... You are worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You Like, you are all of these things. But the Bible tells you who you are and tells me who I am. Mm-hmm. And we are we are put on equal playing fields, mm-hmm. you know, in the eyes of Christ. And we are made these things as children of God. Right. But you and me are really different. Yeah. <laughs> you and me are totally different human beings. And I really believe that you are... An expression of God mm-hmm. and a side of His face mm-hmm. that no one else has on the planet. Yeah, like you look like God in a way that no one else can, right. and I look like God in a way that no one else can because right. we were made in His image. We were all made in His image, and we're all different. We're all different. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if we can better know ourselves mm-hmm. and who God created us to be individually then we get to know God on a whole new level. That's so good. And it's true. That's wild. And it's true. And that's, that's such a good way of putting it because it even, like, looking at callings and specific um, things, the more that God reveals to me that he has on my life and the more that he um, is calling me up for, I am seeing, like, little bits and pieces of, like, oh, like, not, that, not, not like, so-and-so does that, but, like, I... Like I see this person paved that paved that yeah before me, and that person did it this way, and I loved how they do it. But God is also calling me to do it this way. Totally. And so like they may have paved this road before me and um, done it in their own way, and they're great. But that doesn't mean that the way that I pave it next is not just as great, and the person after me is not just as great. And down Heck the line, yeah. down the line, down the line. Yeah. And so. That's neat. What would you What would you say to um, the, the especially the Christian community mm-hmm. that compares the Enneagram to like astrology or oh the devil? <laughs> the devil. Um, I, well, you know, at the at the end of the day, I think that people are 
afraid yeah. of things that they don't understand. Right. And so it doesn't surprise me. Um, but also the Enneagram is very confrontational. Mm -hmm. It shows you parts of yourself that you may not want to face. Right. And, um, but I think we're shown through scripture that it's our responsibility to be self-aware. Mm -hmm. It's our responsibility. That's not selfish. That's right. not, you know, it is not self-centered. It, it can move into those things, but self-awareness and self-consciousness mm -hmm. or self-centeredness are, are, are different things. And right. um, I think we see a perfect example in David, who is the man after God's heart. Right. And yet he prayed. He was like, God, search my heart and know me. Yeah. Like, tell me, please, tell me. what's in my heart. And if there is any wicked way in me. Created me a new heart. Yeah. Created me a clean heart. Mm -hmm. And if there's any wicked way, like not only was David willing to face the ugly parts of his life, but he was allowed, he was allowing God, he was giving God space yeah. to point out the God of the yeah. universe yeah. who you like want to have your ducks in a row for. If you think about you it, you want to be perfect. You and want, here's David yeah. asking God Say, to like, show me my flaws, show me my flaws because it's not worth it. If anything separates me from you. Right. And at the end of the day, I think that the Enneagram, is a helpful tool like that's it it's a yeah. helpful tool that we can use in our relationships that we can use in our lives yeah. and it shows us what there is standing in the way that's, that's yeah that's of so us in the lord mm -hmm. and that's really good because i know especially when we go unhealthy yeah. especially when we're in that unhealthy mode of whatever our number is i know for me just because it's my own head, but <laughs> when I am super unhealthy and I'm like, am I good? And I'm asking that about everything. Right. Um, I know it's because I'm lacking in reminding myself of my identity and reminding yeah. myself of what God says I already am and having a confidence to be able to bring what I have to the table and know that it's enough. Yeah. And, but, but you don't know any of that until you look at what you're doing and realize it's unhealthy. Right. And you realize what you're doing is not beneficial to you, but actually harmful to you. And that's, totally. I think that's what the Enneagram helps you to understand is that these actions that you're doing, you know, we're not like batting you over the head with them, right. but it's unhealthy. Totally. And it'll lead you down an unhealthy path. And I always like, I look at it like this. I've got one life mm -hmm. on this earth to live. Mm -hmm. One. I want to be as healthy right. as I possibly can be. <laughs> right. As young as I can possibly be there. Like, I am 23 years old. And, Lord, I have so far, so far to go mm -hmm. as, as far as just, like, being a healthy person right. um, in my in my soul, Same. like, in my mind, will, and emotions. Like, I've got a far way to go. Right. But also, there are people who make it to, like, 70 and 80 and 90 and never learn the the tools and the skills that the Enneagram has taught me right. in the last two years yeah. like of how to communicate with people knowing oh, this is what this person is afraid of. Like yeah. they're operating in fear because right. they don't think that they're enough. Yeah. They're operating in fear because they think that they have to work for your love. They're operating in fear because of, you know, fill in the blank mm -hmm. of any of the numbers. Um, and then you can say, oh my gosh, that's how that person you know, is or was broken as a person, right. or that's what they're motivated by. Right. But here's how I can serve them because I have that information. Yeah. And that's, that's so good. Cause you're, you're not only thinking about yourself, you know, right. with the Enneagram, you're thinking of others. 
Absolutely. And I need to look more at the other memes numbers. The other, not just the, the other numbers memes. Yeah, the other numbers memes. <laughs> I, I love it. Well, and I even think about that in terms of I've and I've already mentioned living with Brooke, yeah. um, our friend, and um, and Brooke is a two. Like mm-hmm. she will serve I her heart out until, like. She's got absolutely nothing left. Mm-hmm. And she will let other people make decisions um, because she wants them to have what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, so anytime we're making a decision as far as what do we want to eat tonight, I will look at Brooke and say, what do you want to eat tonight? <laughs> and it kills her because all she wants is me to make a decision ha- that will make me happy yeah. because if I'm happy, she'll be happy. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I want you to know what you want. Right. I want you to know what you want. Or she stood in my doorway last night at like 8.30 and I'm like laying in bed. <laughs> like it might be early, you know, to go to bed. bed. But she's thinking, should I go to the gym or not? At 8.30 p.m. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to the gym. And um, and she stood in my doorway and she thought, and she said, should I go to the gym right now? And in my head, I'm thinking, that's a stupid decision. <laughs> like, well, of course not. Go why would you go to the gym and get your endorphins going at 8.30 at night when we have to be at work at 8 a.m. tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking, this is a dumb decision. And instead of voicing that, I asked her, I said, what do you want me to talk you into? Do you want me to talk you into going to the gym? Going to the gym? <laughs> or do you want me to talk you into staying? And she's like, I don't know. And I knew that she wouldn't have been asking me that question. What should I do? Should I go to the gym or not? Mm-hmm. If she didn't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you should just go to the gym. Like you should, it, it's close. Right. Right. You can put some workout clothes on and go to the gym and be back soon. And you will have worked out. She's like, you're right. And I'm like, but that's You're what welcome. she wanted to do. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's just interesting because that's been really helpful in our relationship dynamic. So I can know mm-hmm. what's going to be the best for her in mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. No, I think about that with my roommate too. His name is Tyler, my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think about that all the time, especially if we have a disagreement. I am the I am the person who is confrontational in it, and I'm like, we're talking about this, and we're talking about it right now, and this is why I'm upset, and yada yada yada. And he'll just stand there, and he'll be like, "Can we not talk about it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you think? Like, people just don't talk about things ever." Yeah, like they just never. He probably talk. does think that. And he was like, "I just like I think I think that if we just think don't that. talk about it. <laughs> if we just don't talk about it, it'll just go away." And I'm like, "That's not how it works." <laughs> Oh my God. And so I've definitely had to learn how to talk about certain things with him and how to get him to talk with me. Yeah. So it's not just a, I've had to learn how to be, how I should act. I've yeah. had to learn like certain things that he says and like I can tell when his brain is just not there to yeah. talk about something and I have to be like, okay, I'm going to bite my tongue and yeah. just talk about it later. And there's other times where like his idea – the whole like and I and I, this is a guy thing to say too, but it just makes it worse because he's a nine. Nah. But he's like, it's really not that big of a deal. Just calm down. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw you off the balcony. You wanna know the number one way to just tick me off? Yeah. Tell me to relax. You relax. I know. Tell me to calm down. I know. Oh my gosh. 
triggered. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I literally, oh, it makes I'll me 10 show times. You. I will show I you worked up. <laughs> <laughs> literally. And I, I remember getting so irate at first and just like exploding. Yeah. Like off the wall. And he was like genuinely it's almost funny looking back because it's like a like a little puppy like he had no idea what he did like he peed on the floor and he was like I'm sorry I don't know what I did you know what I mean but he was like I I, what did I say what did I do and I'm like how do you not understand what you said to make me flip out um but I remember telling him like you think this way like you think like oh, let's just not talk about it and let's just not confront it and let's just swipe it under, like, sweep it under the rug. And, like, this is kind of the way that you think because you're nine. Yeah. <laughs> you put him like, in that box, girl. No, put him in that box. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But I tell, but I'll, I, I'll, I won't, like, tell him that's why he's doing that, but I'll say, like, are you doing this because, like, you don't want a confrontation? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, well, it causes a confrontation because I get upset and it hurts me when you say that and he's like oh you're like I'd rather just handle things with a really like simple conversation right and never get triggered about right. any of it and I also yeah. learned I also learned how to you know it's actually funny because Rosalie's husband Justin actually told me this he was like girl you need to learn how to work your husband I was like what <laughs> But I learned how to interact with Tyler in a way that didn't cause his nine confrontational, I don't want to have, or I don't want to have a confrontation wall to go up. Yeah. And so, like, when I'm upset about something or, like, I want to talk about something, it's like, I, I, like, butter it up Mm -hmm. real good. Yeah. Whole bunch of sugar on it. Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> he, well, he needs it. Because I'm like, I'm like, hey babe, like when you like do this, like kind of makes you upset. And he's like, I'm so sorry, and like oh. it's, t- <laughs> it sounds so like unbearable vomit. and vomit. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's what he. Because if I just, if well, if I come in the door and I slam the door and I'm like, wow, you would, you would leave your clothes on the floor again. Yeah. Like you would do that. Yeah. You know it makes you mad, but you just do it anyway. Yeah. Because he like immediately like I don't want to conf- have a confrontation. Yeah. Like I don't want to talk about. It. So immediately, so I've had to learn how to interact with him as a nine. Totally. Especially because I feel I know it's a circle. Yeah. But I feel like we're on completely different ends. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a one. He's a nine. I love it. And I'm like two different spectrums, and people are like, Lizzie, it's a circle. You're right next to each other, and I'm like. Two different ends. <laughs> Completely two different That ain't it. I think you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it's just taught me so much about what, like, how other people act and, like, how, I, how I'm acting. And it, it does, like, lead you to be very self-aware and, like, yeah. ask yourself questions. Like, why, why am I doing this? Why do I think this way? Why do I believe this? And why have I believed this for a really long time? Yeah. And when you believe, like, the truth over your life and not, you know, lies of you're not good, you're not worthy, you're all that kind of stuff. I think, at least for me, it's shown me that I'm able to see others in their healthy places. Even yeah. if they're not in the healthy place yet, mm-hmm. I'm able to see, like, you're getting there. And well, it's so interesting to see in different numbers how uh, unhealthy traits can rework themselves and l- – and, and be healthy. Like, the same trait is there, but when the motivation is different, mm-hmm. like, when you correct the motivation, mm-hmm. then it's it's a different playing field. Um, 
so for instance, the three is known for being the achiever and like the workaholic, right? Yeah. It's like they never stop working, right. blah, 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 blah. And the motivation behind that is because they feel like they have to work to be valuable. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say that was me at some point. And I can, I can slip into that right. in certain... We all can slip into... Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then I just identify it and I'm like, oh, that... Right. That's not me. That's mm-hmm. not my. That's not who I it's am. Like a little that's not radar for me to be. Exactly. Um, but I still work mm-hmm. a lot and hard. Like I was working until you and I met tonight, mm-hmm. uh, which was after hours. Like after work hours are over, mm-hmm. and then we're together for a while, and then I get you know a text for work, and I'm working for another thirty minutes mm-hmm. while you're like setting up podcast equipment, and it's not out of a need to. I have to prove myself that I am worthy right. because I am always working, and it's you know nearly nine p.m. on a Wednesday night, and I'm still working, and mm-hmm. like look how valuable I am. Look mm-hmm. how how much value I bring to the mm-hmm. team. It's a oh my gosh, like. I am like I am valuable. I am worthy. I am and and because I'm do I bring a lot to the table. Yeah. And it's because I'm worthy. It's mm-hmm. because I'm valuable because you see that. that I can bring things to the table. Right. And then I can work until 9 p.m. at night. Right. And it's not out of a let me prove myself. Let me prove myself. Yeah. yeah. It's out of a oh my gosh, I have a passion for what I'm doing. Yeah. And I bring a lot to this table. Yeah. And, so, and I don't mind giving more because yeah, I have a lot I to give. I want to give more because I like working hard mm-hmm. and I like seeing a result. And mm-hmm. and so it's just interesting how, you know, like workaholism can be a super negative thing yeah. in a three. But when you reframe the motivation and you allow the Lord to speak to that in your life, That's so good. then it... Like, the same things are on the table, but right. it's an entirely different motivation. Right. I too, I think, too, like, while you're saying that, I was thinking about my, my like, well, Tyler specifically, and how his strengths, if we're talking specifically in Enneagram, his, like, healthy traits yeah. have helped my unhealthy traits balance out and come mm-hmm. back more to the healthy side than unhealthy because he doesn't let me wallow mm-hmm. and as a one I don't know if this is a universal one thing but I can get so in my head about I'm not good mm-hmm. that I almost am just like well I'll just throw everything up in the air I'm not good nobody likes me like almost a pity party oh my gosh and I don't do that no I don't do that anymore but I definitely like well I could definitely slip into like I don't feel good like yeah like not good like sick but just like good about myself yeah or like what who I'm you doing are who I person. am yeah. and so like if and, and, and Tyler's shown me a lot of because his health like he has a lot of healthy traits of he knows who he is he yeah. has that like solidified in him and so he doesn't let me just sit and be like have my like throw my pity party and yeah. I only invite myself like he tells me you know you are good and you are this and he puts that truth back back into my life that I need that biblical truth speaks to who you are speaks to who I am yeah and I'm like oh my gosh yeah you're right like why am I sitting here why am I having a pity party and I just watch like my like unhealthy trait like you know come back and like center balance out and like same thing goes with um me for him I do the same thing when he is going into a little unhealthy I'm like calling things out the healthy stuff in him and it brings him back and I think and it's not just 
in marriage that we do that. I mean, he's just like the closest relationship I have on this totally. earth. So like that's my like example. Look, when I but get a husband, he'll be all my examples exactly, too. <laughs> exactly. But it happens in all of my relationships as well and all my friendships, like especially with the Enneagram and yeah. knowing other people's that's why I think, like, the main thing I'm seeing right now in this conversation is that it is important to know other people's. Yeah. Too. And that might be a duh, but, like, like I said, I only looked at the ones <laughs> memes <laughs> because they made sense to me. Because well, yeah. when I re- read a three meme, I'm like, I don't get it. Because oh I'm not a three. God. And I'm like, I don't understand what makes a three laugh at that. But yeah. when I read the one meme, I'm like, dude. It That's so on point. <laughs> and it's so funny because I yeah. get it. But like knowing other numbers leads us to that relationship that we're able to pull like out the unhealthy things in other people because yeah. we see them. And especially when we have a deep enough relationship to do so. Totally. And then they can do the same thing for us. Totally. And so like and because I know you're a three and because I'm gonna go and I'm gonna learn more about a three, next time we talk, <laughs> I'm gonna be like wow, Ellis, you're doing great in this area. Because <laughs> I know that as a three, you're really good. That is the one thing you could have said. <laughs> is it really? I, I wouldn't know. know. <laughs> but, but anyway. I mean, going home to study all of the numbers because oh, yeah, now that you... I'm pretty sure I have a book. I haven't read it yet. Now I need to. The road back to you. Yeah. I saw it on your coffee table before we started recording. I was like, it's "Did a- she put that out just because?" <laughs> oh, of she course knew not. We were no. having this someone, someone let me borrow it like a couple weeks ago, and I haven't even read it yet. Um, but yeah, so we've learned a lot about the <laughs> enneagram yeah. in the past forty-five minutes to an hour. However, this will be after I edit it. <laughs> we've that learned, is so real. We've, <laughs> we've, we've learned a lot. And I feel like I definitely could take away a lot, especially, you know, focusing on why I go a certain way and yeah. why I think a certain way and where where's the brokenness that needs healing and yeah. where's the motivation um, that I am going – like what, what causes me to be motivated? Yeah. And what also are the good sides of the Enneagram? Yeah. Or my, my number. Well, and know? at the end of the day, it's just a tool. Right. It's just a tool to know yourself better, to know how God made you better, to mm. know the Lord better, mm. to know the people around you better. Mm. Like it's just and a finding tool. a common thread and finding a common thread between <laughs> In all each other. Know the numbers. Like see what you did there. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> well, Ellis, thank you so much. Well, Lizzie, for coming, for coming on my podcast and sharing your insight. Non-expert opinion. Non-expert, but genius insight. nonetheless. Um, ex- <laughs> knowledge that's, that's about the Enneagram with me. Um, I hope that all everyone listening can take away something, regardless of what it is. Even if it's just after real, all this, even if it's just about if they the can't memes, take away one thing, even if you it's need just to never ask me back. <laughs> I will. Alice will be back. She'll be back. Um, but yeah, so only if you like and subscribe. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I don't even know how I would even do that at this point. <laughs> Can you do like a subscribe button on there? Is that, leave a sure review. Leave a review. It boosts us in iTunes. Yes. Whenever you leave a review. Tell yeah. your friends. Did you friends. like this conversation? Oh my gosh, tell all of your friends. <laughs>
there's so many more common threads that there's you're so gonna many find common threads. There's so many common threads. <laughs> well thank you guys so much for listening and i don't really know how to close this out so this is just gonna be the close and Great. thanks for listening and i'll see you next time <laughs> you can't see me but i'm shooting finger guns at the mic oh my gosh i hope you're rolling me in credits I am. By now. okay bye <laughs>